This message was recorded live at Global Supernatural Ministries 9 Buart Crescent, Moikloof, Pretoria. Here is Senior Pastor Anita van der Berg. Amen. Let's get into the Word. Amen. Can you feel the restoration this morning? End time breakthrough prayer. Are you ready for end time breakthrough prayer? It's one thing the church shorts. We short prayer. Tani, are you okay? Feel better. Voel tani beter. Praise die Heere, ouma gaan vanmiddag in die swembad spring. Okay. One thing we need more than ever is prayer. Specifically the times we're living in. We need prayer more than ever. I'm telling you, we are entering into a time if we are not prayed in, you're going to be caught without any armor. You're going to be caught without anything that covers you. So prayer covers us. There's a lack in the supernatural. What is the lack in the supernatural? It's prayer. There's a big lack in the, in the, in the supernatural, and that's prayer. The more westernized the church becomes, the more low we become to God. What does the word westernized mean? It means, oh, don't frack on me now. It means systems of Europe and North America that's, that's coming into the world where people don't go to church anymore. They don't attend any church services. People are low. They, they lukewarm and God has spewed them out of their mouths. We mustn't allow anything of the world system to come into the church to come and take our, uh, our focus away. The less they pray, they have removed prayer out of their lives. How many of you know that Germany, the first president of Germany, has removed anything concerning Christianity? You're not allowed in Germany to have a church. And you cannot call the church Jesus Christ. They take you severely immediately and they, they kill you. They murder you. Do you know that? Now you know. Is there a horse on the loose that just ran around... Is that a horse? I saw a horse. Oh, it's a dog. <laughs> Small horse. <laughs> okay. Okay. What was Jesus' fuel behind his, his miracles and his um, 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 uh, uh, great um, healings, his prayer life? Jesus spent hours with his dad and minutes with men. And I want to warn some of you. God spoke to me. He said to me, we are too much with people and too less with him. We talk of him, but we don't spend time with him. It's time for the church to turn back to its rightful place and start praying. In those days... When they started praying, they knew what it was to break through in miracles. They know what it was to have spiritual warfare. How many of you know what spiritual warfare is? We're going to start a spiritual warfare school next month. You must just uh, watch our Facebook page. Everything will be running. And we've got also our website, globalsupernaturalministries.co.za. WW, okay. Just go on there. Everything is on there. I hope it's not. If it's not there, JP is going to run home and put it on. <laughs> In those days, they knew how to pray and they know how to have spiritual warfare. If you are in the midst of a trial, what is the first thing we do? Phone a friend, dial a Facebook. I want, to tell, I want to teach you something different. I want, to I want to ask you to take this for the next two weeks. Whatever you're facing, take it to the feet of God. And I'm going to tell you, you will see great things manifesting through what you're doing. They could pray until breakthrough came. They prayed until their breakthrough came through. And we need to be there where breakthrough needs to come. And it's going to come quickly. If no breakthrough, it's when some of us have stopped praying. How many of you say things like, 
Ach, Jesus doesn't hear me anymore. Jesus doesn't listen when I speak. What does it help to pray? Come on, there's some of you sitting here. They didn't wake me up three o'clock last night to tell me these things. How many of you feel at this present moment? Just go like that if you don't want to see your neighbor see you. If you feel like, what's the use? Why do I pray? Uh, what, uh, God doesn't answer me. Um, all these prophecies I've got. Have some people that feels like that this morning. I received all these prophecies and none of these prophecies are coming into fulfillment. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to stop praying, you're going to miss what God has got for you. God told me that I must come tell the church, don't stop. And if you stop, go back and say, Father, I repent of stopping to pray. I want to come back into your midst again. I want to see your face again. I want to start praying again. There's one thing God has taught me as a minister of this church. That now, the more you pray, the greater your breakthroughs. And let me tell you, you know how God works. Some prayers he answers quickly. Some of the prayers he takes time. Why? Because then you've got a stubborn spirit. Come on, church. How many of us has got these stubborn spirits that you want God to answer it today and not tomorrow? And then what does God do? He takes another two months. Why? Because God tests your spirit. He want to test you because before every big, big breakthrough, there's hell coming. Before every big breakthrough, there's hell coming. And who are in hell? I was literally in hell. <laughs> I was genuinely in hell. And it's not a good place to go to. If I can really, I will write it in my book. I'm going to write a true life story. And I will put everything in the book. God shows me so many things that you can't put all the visions he shows you in one sentence. It's a very bad place. Don't ever go there. Today we live a prayerless life. Some of us stop praying. And if you remove prayer from the church, there's no church. I've seen it so many times. There's churches that stop the intercession groups. I want to tell you what happened to a massive church, 8,000 seater. This man was sold out for God. And a Jezebelic spirit walked into his church. And this spirit told him, why do you pray? Listen to this. That specific man didn't listen to what God has planned for the church. He listened to the Jezebelic voice. He listened to the voice of a woman. Today that man lost his whole congregation. There's about a thousand people of 8,000 people left in that church. That man married that Jezebelic spirit and there's nothing left of that church. That's why a lot of people don't go to church. The minute she removed, she actually removed the whole intercession from that church. And he was a great man of God. He was on national TV. The word of God in Proverbs is very clear about the whole. Go read. That's one of my 37 principles to get wealth. Be, be Run when it gets to whores. Run. It can be a man or a woman. My house, God says, shall be a house of prayer. And it's time for the church to go back to prayer. Have you heard us pray in the mornings on Sunday mornings? Me and my team, we pray. We worship. Before we come onto this stage, we are worshipped in. We are prayed in. We are fueled for what is coming this morning. And look what God did. He surprised me. We were here yesterday afternoon. We were singing. You know, my son, I'm going to make my son Pavarotti, you know. My son was singing on the stage with me yesterday. That was like me and my two sons. We were here. And we actually opened up the portal and God said to me, I'll do great things this morning. We need to be obedient to God. You are as powerful as you pray. My question to you this morning, how powerful are you?
How powerful are you? Have you got enough accumulated prayers to make you so powerful or do you lack prayer? Is it better to go to bed, lie in bed and you fall asleep? It happens to all of us. We're just human, am I right? It happened to me the week before when I was really sick. I just fell asleep and I just said to the Lord, you cover me, Father. <laughs> he must say his spirit intercedes for our spirit so we can say that to the Lord. There's someone sitting here this morning. I need to give you a prophecy. You're a woman. You're actually at a place where you want to give up your marriage. You want to give up your life. You want to give up everything. It feels to you that you have reached your destiny where you say, Lord, nothing works out. God says, daughter, it will work out. I'm the God that I made a plan for your life. You're actually a prophetess. You know that. You actually hear the voice of God, but due to the lack of many things that happened to you, you are at that place where you are now. And God says, daughter, I want to lift you up. I want to take you by your hand. And I will guide you slowly back. You were as powerful as no other woman been before. When you prayed, things manifested. You ushered monies in. You ushered business in. You ushered people in the kingdom. God says, daughter, this morning I want to restore you back to your breakthrough in prayer. Amen. My house should be called a house of prayer. In the end times, the church will be measured by your prayer life. Every church will be measured by how much they pray. How much do you trust God? How many of you say this morning, Lord, I don't just trust God for small things. It's only a few, you know. Can I try my sons there at the back? Are you trusting God for many things? Look at all those hands. Now they're going up. Prayer will gain territories. Can I tell you, the church wants to stop us to gain ten territories. If you start praying again, you will receive new territories. Territories of prayer. Territories of breakthroughs. Territories of broken relationships that will be restored. Territories of big, bigger miracles and, 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 and principalities will be defeated. Can I tell you, the more you're going to start praying, the more the devil is going to say, here she comes, I need to go, I need to go. But if you don't pray, the enemy will be in your face. Eh? It will be in your face. But the minute you pray, the enemy have to back off. The enemy have to back off. So I want to encourage all of you. There's some of us that's been at a place where you say, oh, what does it help? God doesn't answer me. There's many of you. God woke me up at three. He said to me, you're going to, pray. You're going to minister to specific uh, spirits this morning. Because some of you has lost your destiny. So that's what you feel. But you haven't. You just start, stop praying. I want to encourage you for the next two weeks to start praying again. Can I tell you, when you don't pray, God cannot do anything. He sits like that in heaven. And, and you know how God sits? Because I was with him two weeks ago. He sits like that and he wants to answer us. But if we don't ask him, he, he's, gonna, he's not going to speak to you. God wants to speak to all of us. He's not just speaking to me, people. He wants to speak to Come to the prophetic school tomorrow evening. I want to train you how to hear the voice of God. There's a lot of people in the schools that I had for many years past that never, ever heard the voice of God. There's Hans and his wife. They started with the prophetic school four years ago. Am I right? Hans thought I was the strangest woman he ever met. You know, I did strange things when they started me. I was telling them there was rivers in the middle of the church. And it was like, Vazi Rafid, you know. I was the only one seeing the rivers. And I, I thought they're going to run away, but they're still here today. Why? Because both of them can hear the voice of God. So it's not just to be a prophet. Come, let me train you how to hear God. The church will be measured by our prayer life. If a church dies, 
It means there is no prayer. And then they will lose the territories. How many territories do you want to, to gain this morning? I want to have a territory of breakthrough. I want to have a territory. I want to build within six months. Can I tell you? I said to the Lord, I build that 10,000 seater. Because that's my vision. Because that's where I want to go. I want to have a city where we can all, after the service, walk into this GSM restaurant without paying. We can eat. Come on, people. I've got a great vision. I want people to be my sons and daughters. We want to have professional counselors. But we cannot have it if we have got no prayer life. I'm birthing these things on my own in the night. In the 70s and in the 60s, listen to this. Cancers was healed quickly. Can you remember, you never really heard about cancer in those years. But some of us has lost the fight. And the 2018s, you hear about a lot of people that's got cancer. Every second person that phones me has got either cancer or they've got heart problems. Well, I had one. <laughs> Jesus is the healer. I'm laughing because Jesus healed me. The enemy, the enemy tried to tell me you had a heart attack, but I didn't. It was actually a massive attack on my life. And if I didn't have prayer and I didn't have JP, my husband, and my prayer team around me, um, we would have had a massive funeral. <laughs> One or two are awake. One or two are awake. All right. So many pastors and people in the church life. How many know of pastors and people in the church that's got cancer? That's really battling. Why? Because we lost the territory of cancer. Did you hurt uh, Mr. Ramaphosa? He's going to have a specific people that's only going to look into cancer. He's heard my prayers. I said to the Lord, Lord, someone must look into cancer because I had cancer many years ago. I was, I was saved out of cancer. I had cancer my woman parts, and they actually gave me three weeks to live. And here am I kicking strong 18 years. But I'm telling you, people have lost the power of prayer. They don't pray anymore. The mantle of priesthood was for the talk to receive, the task to receive and to pray and to serve. So every priest in every house's task is to pray. So if you as a priest and a priestess in your house don't pray, how can your, wife, your house survive? Can I tell you why you've got so many battles in your house? Because your priest doesn't pray. Mama, you're not the priest of the house. You're under the priesthood. You need to say to your priest, Lace shape up, Papa. Come on, get into your get in line, Papa. You must pray with me. Last night Ben was praying and I was praying and I could felt the accumulation in, in, in the air. What happened the minute when a man and a woman prays together? You as as strong as, as you pray. If you don't pray, the enemy will come in and he will use you to bring chaos everywhere. You'll either blabber about someone or every, everywhere you go, things will not work out. So how strong are you? Letitia, I flister my work is done. You soon, soon enough. You know, we in the, 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 the month of love, women, it's like they soon each other in this church. Don't know what's going on. Can I make my feel come soon? I say, I'm going It's like when you love people. Huh? I love my hubby. I say, I'm like a snail. Ek wil net syg aan hom. I love him. Ek syg hom op sy oor en op sy mond. En I love my hubby. Okay. The mantle of priesthood was to receive prayer. Number one, let's quickly see. What is the cause of no prayer life? Write this down. Write this down. What is the cause of no prayer life? The spirit of the age. 
there's a massive spirit of the age that will cause you not to pray. What does that spirit do? He hates a sacrifice. He doesn't want you to sacrifice Sundays. He doesn't want you to sacrifice your life. He doesn't want you to sacrifice praying. He doesn't want you to sacrifice coming to church. The spirit of the age wants to make us a prayerless, churchless life. Emila Kwachal. Love my son. Okay. So many pastors and people in the church, they give up. Because they become prayerless, because they give up, they don't want to pray anymore, because they just stop. Before your biggest breakthrough, some people stop. Before, before your biggest, biggest breakthrough, some of us stops. The spirit of the age is the cause of your uh, pray, uh, 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 not to have a prayer life. He removed priesthoods from every church. I've seen it, people. Our churches doesn't have intercession groups. Churches doesn't have people to, uh, praying. We have got a guarding group. How many of you, uh, did JP say this? But Thursday morning, don't miss it in the house. Uh, uh, Apostle, um, uh, um, Pastor Bridget Marks will be in the house and she's going to train us on kings and prophets. So if you're a businessman, take off Thursday morning and be here. If you business people, be here. She's going to train us to be a king and to be a prophet uh, and to be... Prophets, yeah. And the two mantles that's going to work together. It's going to be two Thursdays in a row. So please be at 9.30. We're going to have some muffins available. And um, we're going to have some nice water available. And we're going to... Nobody say amen. amen. When you used to fast, water is like a delicatessen, eh? It's like better than coffee. Better than aroma coffees, eh? Better than wimpy coffee. I'm making you all thirsty now. I'm, I'm losing track of what I need to, uh, to minister to you. And I'm on coffee now. You see. Okay. One of the functions of the priest was to bring spiritual sacrifices. And it was one of prayer. The priest normally brought that sacrifice where they prayed. They placed it on the altar. He spent days in the Holy of Holies. And he, uh, around his, his leg was a piece of, of wire when he died, he can, they can just pull him out. But luckily today, we have got an entrance straight to God. We can quickly run to God and say, Father God, I need this business deal to come through. I'm going to tell you what happened to someone in this church. There was a transaction that he lost. And actually, the, 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 the company decided not to use that person anymore and rather say in two months' time. And then he did a quotation for a big company of making specific things. And I felt that morning while we were driving me in to phone this, this, this person. And I started praying those door, those stuff in that he's busy with. The next minute he said to me, while you were praying, the, the, the quote came through, I got those doors. People, why don't we pray? I'm not, I'm not good because I pray, but I know how to pray. I know where to go to when I've got lack. I know where to run to when I've got lack. I don't run to phone a friend. I don't run to my best bud. Yes, I've got a group of girls on my, on my phone. They're four, which I trust with my life, which I run to always. And they always prophesy right in my life. But the first person I go to is Jesus because he's the only one that can really help you. God's going to open up a brand new door for you. Big door. Beautiful. You're going to be so happy. I actually prayed for you, I think, Thursday, Friday evening. And God showed me there's something new coming. Shake that old stuff off. There's something brand new coming. That's say. Number two, your lividity is your sacrifice. Now, lividity, the, the meaning of the word lividity is like your post-mortem. You, after the few hours you died, everything becomes stiff. Hulle noemde in Afrikaans rigor mortis. 
Everything becomes stiff. Now, listen to this. Your levility is your sacrifice. This means till death. It's a prayer of sacrifice. How many of you pray until death? How many of you pray until you die? How many of you pray until you can smell yourself? Man, rigor mortis stunk, man. It doesn't smell like it because you die. We need to die to God when it gets to something. I'm ministering unto spirits. I can feel it. I feel it on my mantle. I'm ministering to some of you because God wants us to get to the point of death. Then God will come through with your prayers. But some of us has lost that. Some of us has died, really died off. Number three, hyper grace teachings removes prayer. Knows it by us still. Hyper grace says you don't need to pray. You don't need to sacrifice because Jesus has paid the price. You come off an answer on the dunamorochanbitje and tomorrow you saved again. That's hyper grace. There's a lot of false teachings in the grace teachings, people. Not all grace is God's grace. If God saved you one, you must check your own life, but don't do this stuff over and over again. I cannot sin the whole time. If priesthood is removed from the church, there will be no presence. There will be no prayer life. I want soft, gentle, beautiful music, my son. Come on. I want the spirits to, to get awake this morning. If priesthood is removed from the church, there will never be a presence. I love the presence of God. There's nothing more that I want is the presence of God. I said to the Lord, Lord, come into this house that we can lie on the ground. We must soak into your presence. Next Sunday evening, write this down. Bring your combers, bring your pillow. We're going to soak in God's presence. God said to me yesterday when I was singing here, He wants us to come soak into His presence. Because it's a new dawn, it's a new time for this ministry. And we can only say thank you to God by praying in and bringing a sacrifice. You know, Matt, how many of you is not going to come because you don't like to pray? I've seen it many times. They can call meetings, they can call prophetic meetings or whatever. But when they call an intercession meeting or they call a prayer meeting, two or three people pitch us. This is actually the ministry God is going to be restoring in the end times. He wants everybody to run to prayer meetings, to intercession meetings. Where there is a sacrifice of worship, His presence can come down. You know how much I love the presence of God. Yesterday it was, God said to me, strip yourself of all your jewelry. I stripped everything I had on. And the next minute, when I stripped myself of worldly stuff, the presence of God rolled into this house. How many of you want the presence of God to restore back in your life? You know what? Why don't, I, why don't we get answers? Because we think a quick five-minute prayer will do it. It doesn't. Quick five minutes, just a quick setting up to let yourself feeling better. We're not at a place to feel better. We're at a place to say, I have been with Christ. How many of you can see people when they're with Christ? How many of you know when someone was with Jesus? How many of you can say, that man or that man or that woman has been with Jesus? We don't see it anymore. Why? Because the church lacks prayer. We don't want to pray anymore. It's most easy to go on Facebook or uh, YouTube and YouTube and all the applications on your phone. You know what you call the applications in Afrikaans? A toop. Some of you going onto your toops on your phone. Why don't you just run to the presence of Jesus? I could have spent three, four hours at my home yesterday, but I decided to come 
to come worship God because worship is the presence I want to be. It's the place you want to be. Let's read Luke 18 verse 1, my son. Why don't we value prayer? And why should we value prayer? Luke 18, 1 says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Some of you sitting here gave up. You walked in here and you said, like my plaque, I check, but you gave up. And you, this morning you walked into your message because I'm telling you, stand up, rise up, break through. I want to tell you, you must stand up, you must rise up this morning because there's greater things coming for you. To pray all the time and never to give up. God wants us to, when I walk in a place, I, I actually speak in tongues. It's like a second nature that you've got. I actually laughed the other day. Sarah was speaking to me in my house. And I was like, Araba, Sheraba. <laughs> it's like, you're so used to that. It becomes a second nature. Jesus calls prayers a necessity always to pray and never to faint in all your circumstances. I know all of us sitting here, me, myself, I've got a vision, people. I'm a visionary. I need to move millions to get there. In the spirit, I'm ushering those billions and millions in. For me to be there, I need to pray to get those millions in. Otherwise, I will not have it. I'm not a woman that, uh, that's, that's set on money. I'm a woman that's set on Christ. I trust in God. Better is the man to trust in God than to trust in man. Psalms and Jeremiah. Come on, people. Psalm 104. Your love for Christ must be your biggest motivation to pray. My biggest motivation apart from God is to be with Ben all the time. Because he's my biggest motivation. I don't want to be with other people. I want to be with my hubby. You know what the two of us did on Valentine's Day? We went to the movies. We had popcorn. You can still do it at 62 and 53. Huh? Am I right? So what do I want to say to you this morning? Your prayer should be based on in a need of a relationship with Christ. You, as you need your husband, so you need your relationship with Christ. The same thing, one and the same thing. Your finances, financial problems started when you stopped praying. Your problem when you started praying, stopped praying, all your stuff started. Am I right? Some of us just lost faith. And all of a sudden, hell broke loose. All the way around us. Why? Because you lost faith. There was a time in my life I also wanted to stop praying. I said to the Father, I don't want to know you. And the more I ran from God, the more I prophesied. <laughs> so can you see when the gift is in there, it doesn't matter where you are. You will still have that gift. All right. You know God by your need, not your relationship. Huh? How many of us know God by your need? Lord, I have got a need now. You must now come through. Now you pray, pray, pray. When the need is over, then you go on again. You forget about Christ. How many of you are like that? People, come on, let's be real people. We are like that. When there's a crisis, you fast, you pray, you get your friends, you do everything to get God's attention. Isn't it true? I'm one of the guilty ones. I'm preaching to myself this morning. But the minute there's breakthrough, then you stop, then you go on in your own life again, but you stop to pray. The world sings, I need a touch, I need a love, I need your love, bless me, touch me, have me. The world is in need of love. The, 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 the only thing the, the, the world got is idols. 
We idolize someone. Let's look at all the movie stars. I don't idolize any one of them because all their lives are in shambles. They don't know what they want. They run after this and they run after that. But we need to run after God. You know, I want to ask you as a church to pray with, with me for Hollywood. The Lord laid Hollywood on my heart at the end of December. That God says, I want you to usher in Hollywood. There's certain stars God showed me which I'm ushering in in the spirit. I'm asking God to change their lives. And if you can see, God is slowly but surely moving into Hollywood. We need to pray for them. They're lost. Their money makes them lost. The word of God is clear. When your money uh, falls into um, where there's thorns, that's where there's riches, it will suck you in. And the rich people will never get to Christ. They, They battle. It's only a few that really know what God is. Know Jesus but your relationship, not your need. Then why the value of prayer? Number one, through prayer you develop relationship and communion with God. By praying, you develop a relationship. If I don't spend time with Andre as my son, there's no relationship. When he's in trouble, he phones his mom. When he needs his mom to pray for him, he phones me. When he just needs to give me, you know, this man can give me the most, you know those things on Facebook, those things that laugh at you. The days I needed the most, he sends me one. But that's relationships building. How can you build a relationship with a father if you don't spend time with him? If I don't spend time with my hubby, I will never know him. We need to have a relationship with that. Number two, for preparation of his coming. To prepare when Jesus comes. Your prayer life will prepare you when he's coming on the clouds. When I was in Hades, God gave me a quick um, blink on what's going to happen. The days he's going to come. The whole earth is going to quake. It's going to burst. Because then the body that's just left is going to stay and ferrot. Only your spirit is going. There's a massive quake coming. Matthew 24 verse 42. Matthew 24 verse 42. Therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. I want to say let's keep watch. What does in the other translations it says be alert. What does alert mean? Let's quickly see. Alert means to give strict, strict attention, to be cautious, and be active in faith, to be supernaturally awake, state of readiness, and to be, be prepared. So be alert this morning. Be ready. Be ready when whatever is coming, you are covered in prayer. You don't know the hour when Jesus will come. We never know. You're going to be busy in a hair salon, or you're going to be busy eating out with your hubby or your wife, or you're going to just be at home and Christ is going to come. How are you going to expect Christ when he comes? Are you going to be ready to expect him when he comes? Are you ready to going to receive him when he really comes? Then you pray what you see and hear and perceive. When you are watching and is alert, the enemy can't come to you. Be alert. Can I tell you why I got sick? That was the week we moved into this building because I kept on asking the Lord, why did this attack come to me? And the Lord said to me, there was four nights I didn't pray. Four nights brought the enemy to bring me a heart attack, something like a heart attack. So what am I telling the church this morning? Be always awake and pray. I just stopped. I was so tired at night I couldn't pray. Because we worked here every day. 
Church, we need to wake up. We need to wake up. The church needs to be alert. We really need to wake up. When you're watching, nothing takes you by surprise. He comes for those that are watchful. If you are not watching, he's going to pass you by. Have you got enough oil in your lamp? Or do you want to borrow oil from me? I'm not going to give you my oil. Scripture, church. Your oil and your lamps need to be ready because Christ is on his way. He's coming. He said to me, he showed me when I was there, they're preparing this busy in heaven. I've never felt the busyness in heaven I've felt the last few weeks. It, 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 God is it's like a, 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 a raging fire. It's like a raging um, um, a water coming. He doesn't speak softly. He's a man with a large voice. Opposite of watching is sleeping. Sleeping means to be careless, disconnected, and to be insensitive. You can be insensitive and disconnected when you are not watching. The enemy will come and he will bring anything against you if you are not alert this morning. We need to be alert the whole time. Luke 21, 36 says the following. Luke 21, 36. Be always on the watch. Look at that word, always. He doesn't say the times you, you need it, or he doesn't say when you feel like it. He says, always on the watch. And pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen, and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. So what does the word say? If you don't, or you don't watch, you will not stand in front of Christ. So what am I telling the church this morning? Get back to prayer. Get back to praying. Stop talking. I always say to the women in women camp, don't be like Pac-Man. Shut up. Nah. And God wants the same. He wants us to be quiet. He wants us to pray. All night, if you look at that scripture, Jesus watched all night. He was busy in the day ministering to people, and at night he was also watching. How many of you just fall on your bed or you on Facebook or Facebook or whatever? Why do we need to watch and pray? I'm nearly finished. Number one, you're not prepared for his coming and you do not watch. How do you supernaturally wake up? Jude 1 verse 20. Jude 1 verse 20. But you, dear friends, by building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. We need to build ourselves in our holy faith by praying in the Spirit. How do we do this? This is how we do it. How do you watch and pray? Come on, don't you watch? I don't hear you pray. Come on. If you cannot pray in tongues, then come on, let me baptize you. Because this is a season we need to pray in tongues. We need to wake up. We need to put ourselves slightly back to God. We need to take the sickle again. Do you know where my sickle is that last year, last week? We need to place the sickle in again. How many of you has lost your sickle? How many of you even haven't got a sickle? Start declaring people. Start praying in tongues. And we need to declare. We need to start watch. We need to start pray. We need to declare. We need to start watch. We need to start pray. We need to pray in tongues. So God can break through. God wants to send a mantle of prayer to the church. 
God wants to send a mantle of prayer to the church. Prayer is a two-way communication. I cannot communicate. You know, some women is like that. They talk the whole time and they poor husbands are like, Oh, mama prata on me. Prayer is a two-way communication. You speak, and that person listen. That person listen, and then you speak again. That's two-way communication, and it works the same way in your own house. Don't blabber, woman. Calm down. What's the definition of prayer? Number one, two-way communication. Prayer is speaking and hearing. You can't just speak and not hear God. People talk, but they don't pray. If your communication stops, how can you hear God? Have you heard a lot of people say, you know how we can measure people that really hears God? They will say, I heard God says. God showed me. I was in his presence. That's people that communicate with God. Because God communicates back with us. He will speak to you. He will show you. He will bring things into your life. You know what? I've seen one thing growing up in the Africana culture and growing up in religion. They never taught us how to pray. Huh? Never. The art of communication is not speaking, but it's hearing. doesn't help you just speak the whole time. You need to hear God. Have you seen a good counselor? They can sit and listen and watch at you, watch you, watch you. And then when you finish, they will tell you what they pick up. And you're surprised by what they hear because we were listening quietly while you were blabbering off. Relationship is the place you pray from. Kingdom is built in structure of relationship. The whole kingdom of God is building that structure. You are, if your relationship with God is poor, so will be the rest of all your relationships be. Now I'm touching people. If your relationship with God is poor, your relationship in your house will also be poor because you will not know what to say to each other. You will fight each other the whole time because there's no relationship. We need to start from a place of return. An empty spirit produces empty words. Oh, sometimes we're so busy, but we've got no time for God in His presence, so your words will not be answered. Your prayers will not be answered. Prayers come with a relationship with God. Jesus spent hours with His dad. You know what? Can you remember just before they came to capture Him and Luke? They, um, he actually went and he prayed with three of his disciples. But they couldn't even keep awake for an hour. How many of us cannot even pray ten minutes? Ten minutes. I'm not talking about hours. I'm talking about ten minutes. We've got Moses Afrikaans prayer that you've got with you pray. It's come that I train you how to pray the answer Father and you can pray it for two hours. Prayer is a two-way. You listen and you speak. Jesus said to them, I never knew you. I never have a relationship with you. How many of you this morning don't want to get to that place where God says, I don't know you. I'm coming in for the landing. How many of you are at that place where you never want to hear that voice? Go back behind me, Satan. I never know you. I don't want to speak to you. Or how many want to get to a place where you say, I want to run to Abba. I want to run to him. When I'm in trouble, I run to Abba. I've seen it specifically the last few weeks, how people run to, to people. 
And before they get themselves, they get themselves in trouble with this thing. Instead of going to their knees and pray and ask the Lord to help me. Get to a place when your relationship will return with Jesus. We all need to get to a place where our relationships need to return. The name of a secret place of prayer can be an altar. It can be an upper room. It can be called a place that's there. A place where you and God meets. Get me ready, Matthew 6 verse 6. Where's the place that you meet with God? Have you got a specific place where you meet God? Or do you speak to God anywhere? Because you can speak to God in a place that's called there. There in your car. There in your sitting room. There in your office. Where is your secret place with God? Where is your place that you spend time with God? Matthew 6 verse 6 says, But when you pray, not if you pray, it says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in the unseen. Then your Father who is in the unseen will see what is done in secret, and He will then reward you. So those that go into the marketplaces and pray openly, run away. Go to your secret place. I want to say to you today, let's get back to our secret place of prayer. Whenever we're facing things, I know people can do a lot for us, but God can do much more than what people can do. He can even open doors that's been shut. He can even move you into a new house that you never think you can have within 24 hours. Can I tell you, God is the unseen, invisible, miracle-working, miracle man. Make your prayer time the most important time of your day. The Word of God says faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. We hope that your life was touched and changed through this message from God. For more information, please visit supernaturalministries.co.za or contact us on 74 1820626 or send us an email to info at supernaturalministries.co.za